MyBookie is the industry-leading website for all your betting needs. With their great odds, fast payouts, and decades of expertise, you can bet with confidence. Your team doesn't even have to win. They just need to cover the spread. So what are you waiting for? Lay down some cash and win big today. You can also check out their online casino if you just rather roll the dice and craps. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. Use promo code RINGERNFL to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Welcome to GM Street on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Tate Frazier, and sitting across from me on this lovely Sunday night, Mr. Mike Lombardi. Lombardi, how you doing? I'm good, Tate Frazier. Sundays, Sunday nights have become a thing for you and I. We, yeah, we're spending a lot of time together. We, yeah. were, we were just talking back and forth, and we can't believe it's already week six. It's we're amazing. moving on to week seven at this point, and uh, time really flies when you're watching a lot of football is what I've learned. You know, the one thing about football season is it's always a great routine. You know, you do this on Monday, do that on Tuesday. The week flies by. And then Saturday's college football, and you know, and then Sunday. So it's 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 really pretty good. Today was a fascinating day in the NFL because I can honestly tell you, I don't know who the best team in the league is. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that try to make that claim, and a lot of teams that don't want to make that claim. They're yeah. trying to step back. Kansas City being one of them. The 1972 Dolphins, you know how every year we tell them to get another bottle of champagne? They must be pretty hammered at this point because they get another bottle every single year. It's amazing. And this is what? Well, this is week six. They get to crack open the champagne. Yeah, I it's mean, a little early. I mean, two years ago, I was at the Patriots. We went 10 weeks before, but they got to crack open the champagne. But look, I, I don't know, as uh, as Michael Corleone said in Godfather 3, I don't think our true champion has yet to reveal himself. I don't think we know <laughs> anything about this season. It's all going to come down to health and playing well. Because you could say, hey, the Steelers are great. They played good today. Well, you know, they lost to Chicago and they lost to Jacksonville, who lost to the Rams and lost to the Jets. So who knows? Yeah, it's a domino effect at this point. But the one thing that we did learn today is that home field advantage does not exist in the NFL no, anymore. No. Eight road teams go in and win today. But the first big story, we're going to do the five things that really jumped out to you. The first thing that obviously jumped out is Aaron Rodgers goes yeah. down with most likely a, bro- a broken collarbone. That's that's what most people are saying right now. Yeah, and going to miss the season. And I mean, I think what Mike McCarty said after the game was probably the best thing you can do because, you know, everybody's – the first question everybody's going to say, well, who's going to be your quarterback? Well – you know, he's been grooming Brett Hundley. So you want mm. to put the you want to put to bed the Tony Romo rumors. Look, we're not trading for Tony Romo. We're not getting him out of retirement. We're not gonna Brett Favre even put something up on Twitter. Hey, we're coming back. I, I think it's smart. And and here's why. You McCarthy has to send a message to his team that he believes in Hundley. Mm-hmm. You know, when Brady got hurt back the year he got hurt, there were two quarterbacks scheduled to come to England on Tuesday for just a random tryout, just to keep their emergency list in check. Belichick sent them home. They got to the hotel that Monday Monday or Sunday night. They went home Monday morning. He wanted everybody to know that Matt Castle was his starting quarterback and he was sticking with him. I think McCarthy did the smart thing this week. Hey, we're going with Brett Hundley. He's our guy. we got a lot of confidence in him. He played bad today through three interceptions, but we're going to get him a week of practice and things are going to be fine with Brett Hundley. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Yeah, and that was like uh, they cut to the booth at halftime there, and we saw you know the the main guys on Sunday Night Football, Ronnie Harrison. They were all doing the whole Brett Hundley treatment of you know this guy's finally getting his chance, and you know we saw him drafted in 2015, a UCLA guy, six foot three, has all the measurables. I mean, the guy his first pass of the game is 0 for one for an interception. You know, for this season, he's 55 percent completion percentage. He's one touchdown, three interceptions in his career. 
Um, we haven't seen Brett Hundley do it at the NFL level, so it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. I feel bad for Brett Hundley because the people are going to dare him to beat him. I mean, look, when you play Aaron Rodgers, you're worried about him moving in the pocket. You know, all those plays that Green Bay run that are that, that people complain about Aaron Rodgers or whatever, those plays that he produces yards on aren't going to be the same production of yards for Brett Hundley. I can just tell you that right now. Yeah, people are, they're broken plays for the most part. Most of the time they are broken plays, right. And so now he's going to have to handle a whole different set of how people are going to play him defensively. Like I, Minnesota you could see Mike Zimmer's brain rack and he started to put some blitzes in during the game because he figured, you know what? I can blitz this guy, whereas I'm going to be a little careful about trying to mess with Aaron Rodgers. That's out the window. And what I think what's happened now is, is what people don't realize is they're going to play Green Bay's offense a lot. It's going to start looking like the New York Giants offense when they go to 11. You know, everybody's going to say, well, what's wrong with Eli? You know, it's going to look like that. You can't throw slants all the time. Mm-hmm. And you can when you have Aaron Rodgers because then he's going to scramble out. And the other factor is, if you're down by three and there's a minute to go in the game and you still have a timeout like the Clapper gave him last week, mm-hmm. like that's really not a bad play because, you know, Hunley may not leave him down the field. Rodgers can lead him down the field. It's going to be interesting to see how they change what they, – because they're going to have to change what they do offensively, Tate Frazier. There's no way mm-hmm. they're going to be able to play the same offense. No well, way. Well, Montgomery came back and had a good game today, so hopefully there's something in the running game. Obviously, the young rookie that we've mentioned a lot of times, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, yeah. Yep. Uh, so maybe those are the guys. Maybe the run game becomes the main thing. I have a little conspiracy to throw at you. The guy that hurt Aaron Rodgers is Anthony Barr, right. linebacker. Where did he go to school? Do you remember? UCLA. You think Guess who his quarterback <laughs> was? Go. Brett Hundley. Maybe yeah. he believes in Brett Hundley. I'll tell you, the league was in full cover-up this weekend. The league was in full cover-up. First of all, the jet the jet call. Okay. Oh, yes. All right. They cover, uh, They said that was this, the yeah. perfect call. It was bobbling. Okay. You know, look, all I know is I, I was at Tony P's again. Mm-hmm. Minor plug. Great seat. <laughs> sitting right in front. All right. Now, I will say this. Mike Holmgren's line about the tuck rule, if 50 guys in a bar think it's a fumble, then it's probably a fumble. Well, I can honestly tell you, everybody in that bar, and the bar was packed, Mm -hmm. thought that was a touchdown. Only the people in the league office didn't think it was. And they said they could clearly see the ball move. If they clearly saw it, I didn't see it. Look, you know, when they scored it, all I know is they went to commercial. My head turned around. I was busy watching Deshaun Watson throw a touchdown pass. I turned around. Next thing I know, the Patriots had the ball on the 20. So they're saying that was the right call. Then they're saying that Anthony Barrs was not an illegal hit, even though he drove him to the ground and you could see Aaron Rodgers MF and him yeah, going he, off yeah, the he field. Barked I mean, back he knew him, yeah. it was like, come on, why wasn't there a flag? How much do you want to bet that Anthony Barr gets fired this week? I'd say it's pretty likely. He should get fine. Who's going to? I mean, somebody from the Packers is going to call and say, "Hey, we see all we saw the tape well, on this we're guy." We're protecting yeah. quarterbacks, course, right? Now we're in a, now we're in a league where we lose Beckham. Yeah, we lose JJ Watt, and mm-hmm. now we lose Aaron Rodgers. That hurts the league. Look, Beckham's injury was unavoidable. Same with JJ Watt. This one could have been avoidable. I mean, threw the guy to the ground. I don't know. And then the league comes out and says, well, it was a good hit. I don't see it. Yeah. Well, speaking it's, of OBJ, I hope he comes back. They did a shot of his helmet tonight. It's Ferris. It, yeah. Did we predict that? We call that narrative, right? Say Ferris. Say Odell. Hey, it's like he's a, in a hospital bed just waiting. I hope off, he survives. Say Ferris. Say Ferris. He, he's, he's got flowers all over the place. He's got Mia, whatever he's that girl's He's got celebrities coming yeah. to his hotel or to his uh, medical room. The best is when he, he's running home thing. and he's, yeah. he's probably running back to his room and he stops. He sees the two girls. He says, I'm Ferris Bueller. You know, it's perfect. Hi, I'm Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, I'm so happy for OBJ. Uh, let's talk about a team that really bounced back this week, a team that we had, 
you know, kind of been down on. They had some problems last week with Big Ben, but they come back to Steelers. They obviously upset the Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. and, and Le'Veon looked like the Le'Veon that you would expect I to see. I think what the Steelers did today was they found out who they are, and they are a little bit better than Jacksonville's game plan. They do have a quarterback. Jacksonville doesn't have one, but they need to run the ball. Mm. Yeah, over 170 yards rushing. Take Ben out of the game. Like, get, make him throw it to Antonio Brown. Use your weapons, but basically feature the run game and then play really good zone defense. And one thing I think they were able to do in this game, which which really matters when you play a team like Kansas City, is when everybody is playing man-to-man against Kansas City, because you think you can play man-to-man against, because who's going to beat you if you take Tyreek Hill out of the game or all that? But if you play zone against Kansas City, all eyes are on the quarterback, Mm -hmm. all eyes are on the ball. So all that motion that comes across the backfield, and this guy's going here and that, you don't pay attention to it. You're kind of numb to it. You just focus on your area, and they're a very good zone defense. And that zone defense for three quarters gave Kansas City a ton of trouble. They really did, and they rushed well. And when the game was on the line, Kansas City had a chance to come back. My man Andy Reid still calls timeout with 205. (laughs) The real Andy Reid came back. Bill Simmons, just so you know, Andy Reid was back for a day. And, uh, you know, and and they had a chance to win the game at the end, and they couldn't do it. Pittsburgh pass rushed well. James Harrison beat Eric Fisher around the corner for a sack. I thought it was a heck of a heck of a performance by Pittsburgh. But this is kind of Pittsburgh's typical way that you think they're down, they rally back, they're going to be a hard team to beat all year. I thought Romo made a good point during the game when he was talking about Le'Veon Bell. He was like, we don't want to acknowledge the fact that training camp matters, but for a guy like that, it's going to take him three to four weeks. And yeah. right now his legs are underneath him and he looks like the same guy. He was really good last week against Jacksonville. If Jacksonville, if he would have, if they would have done what the Rams did to Jacksonville, which is just run Gurley, if they would have just run Bell against Jacksonville and kept Ben out of the game, they would have beaten them too. But, you know, I think that game was really the best thing that could happen to the Steelers because it now put it into focus that we need to feature the run. Not that we're going to take Ben out of the game. Ben can still make his throws here and there. But we have to run the football effectively to be a good team, and that'll help Ben more than anything. And the game-winning throw. I mean, ben, Big Ben threw it into double coverage, right. and Antonio Brown made a ridiculous one-handed grab. Well, and an goes unbelievable for the catch. I mean, it should go the other way. It's yeah. a little bit like Monday night when Trubisky was throwing interceptions that went for <laughs> touchdowns, and everybody's like, oh, there's Mitchell's it. You know, no, wait a minute, timeout. Yeah, timeout. Let's talk about a team that definitely needs a timeout after letting Jay Cutler come into the Dome and get a win. Oh uh, the Miami. God. Dolphins go in and the Atlanta Falcons a lot of people still thought were maybe the best team in the NFC in the day it just (laughs) that offense is nothing right now. they come off the bye week they score Mm -hmm. 17 points in the first half they control they have 15 minute time of possession they're controlling the game completely controlling the game 17 to nothing all of a sudden you give up 20 unanswered points and you can't even score a point in the second half and then Matt Ryan throws an interception but to me this is exactly what we talked about on GM Street in the spring is there's just no way. This is not a knock at Steve Sarkeesian. This is just a reality. The numbers that Matt Ryan put up last year were so far out of the realm of what he typically is that he had to come back. I mean, it would be like a three-point shooter shooting 70% for an extended period. Eventually, they're going to come yeah, down. Yeah, it's like Steph Curry when he had the 40-50-90 season. The next, last year, everyone thought he had a bad season. It's like, well, it just wasn't 40-50-90. Right. That, that doesn't happen every day. It can't. And so, like what's happened to Atlanta, they're better on defense. They Even though they don't have Vic Beasley, they're still a better defense than they were last year. They just don't have those explosive plays. I mean, Miami was able to run the ball. Miami threw for, what, 150? Cutler still threw an interception. I mean, Jarvis Landry still averaged under 10 yards a catch. I mean, there was really nothing there except that you can't get any – all those explosive plays Atlanta made last year, they didn't make them this year. And it's, it's just not that – Ryan's playing badly, just Ryan's playing who he is. Yeah. And what happens when a guy like Sanu comes back? It, it sort of feels like they're missing that guy just 
a possession receiver, you would say, just to keep the to keep the drives going. I'm sure it probably would have helped them in the second half because they only had the ball. I think they only made five first downs in the second half. You know, when you looked up, they were they. You know, at, Miami kept sneaking back into that game somehow, some way, and it was weird. And they started getting momentum as the game went on. And you would have thought Miami would have been the team that was tired, having played last week where Atlanta was rested. But, uh, I, you know, I think Sanu certainly will help them and give them another weapon because I think it's Hooper, the tight end. He's their second-leading receiver. When mm-hmm. he, To me, when he's catching passes, Atlanta's probably not getting many yards. Like, mm-hmm. you want him. It's like a guy in the basketball. You want him to score. Say he averages six points a night, but now he got four. Yeah, let him have yeah, his Yeah, we point. want Tony Allen to have 12 points there a night. That's going to be a win for yeah, us. It'll be a win. So that's what's happened with Atlanta's offense. So, and then Freeman, they can't quite get it going, and their rushes and completions don't seem to add up. They're just not the same team. Whether they have the Super Bowl hangover. Look, the Patriots aren't the same team either. Okay, let's face it. I mean, the Jets. The and we Jets, get that rematch this weekend. Right, this next Sunday night, we'll be watching it right here in the studio. Uh, anyway, but the Patriots, you know, the Patriots struggled. They get that they get that fortunate call for them, but the Jets moved the ball fairly easily on the Patriots in the first half. They had the 14-0 lead. They should have they turned it over at the end of the half, which really cost them the game, but the Jets moved the ball at will on them. I feel bad for Mickey because— Oh, yeah. Mick, we feel bad for Mick. Yes, yeah. Mick, we're sorry, Mick. We really are. <laughs> we hate to see it. Uh, <laughs> it's a tough Monday, but, you know, they— Look, the Jets aren't as bad as people think they are. They never were. I mean, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but they were never just some team. Bowles does a nice job coaching the team. I thought his line after the game was, hey, one play didn't beat us today. Even though people point to that play as a bad call, I think that's the right approach. Just keep trying to get better. Patriots, to me, just haven't, even though they're coming off the 10-day break, they really weren't that good starting out either. They were down, they dropped 14 to nothing. They couldn't get off the field. Let's talk about a guy that you don't think is that good, but I believe uh, just has the qualities of a winner, and that's Mitchell Trubisky. A overtime thriller in Baltimore. The first rookie QB to win in Baltimore since uh, our boy, Jake Plummer. I, I don't know. Baltimore, like Baltimore loses to Jacksonville. They've lost to more bad quarterbacks. Now, look, I don't know <laughs> if Mitchell Trubisky's going to be a bad quarterback. I know this about Mitchell Trubisky. He's not going to be a pocket passer. Mm-hmm. He's going to make his plays on the move. And they've done a good job of moving him around. I mean, he threw for, what, 112 yards today? I mean, he threw for 112 yards. Jared Goff threw for 124. Cutler threw for 150. All those teams won because they were able to run the ball, control the clock. And the Bears run for 200-plus yards. They've won two games this year when they've rushed for over 200 yards. And they go into the game. This is what drives you crazy as an executive or a coach. When you go into the game and you're playing the Bears and you're playing them at home, we stop. if we stop the run, we win this game. And yet the Ravens couldn't stop the run. They're trying to strip the ball in overtime, and they let Howard run down the sideline for 50-some yards and lose the game. I mean, you know, you deserve what you get when that happens. But look, Trubisky, I think he's going to need a lot of time. Right now, it's pretty clear the best quarterback in that draft class by a lot is Tariq Cohen. (laughs) Probably right. Yeah, I thought so. I I think that's right. I think it was Tariq (laughs) Cohen. I got to say, it's got to be Watson. I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It has to be Watson. Absolutely. I mean, it got put 33 up again. I mean, through three touchdown passes, he threw an interception. But, I mean, he gives them life. Even even the team, even the opponents feel that way. So, I know Chicago is happy that they got Trubisky. I think they'd be happier if they had Deshaun Watson. Absolutely. A lot of teams would be happy. I just want to talk about the MVP and just the front runner because going into this week, everyone thought that 
the guy is Alex Smith. You I know, thought it was too. And you know, we had said that on the podcast, but he goes in, he loses to a Steelers team that looked to be reeling at the time. And now they've sort of figured it out. And Alex Smith didn't have his best game. And he obviously had a chance at the end and ended up just throwing it away. But is there a guy, I mean, obviously Carson Wentz is probably the next name that comes up now when you look at MVP. Well, they got five right wins. So, you know, you got to think it's going to be Carson Wentz is clear. I think if Le'Veon Bell keeps running the way he runs, he's going to, he could have a chance to be the MVP of the league, really, the way he's playing. But we're not seeing any of these quarterbacks that are just playing. Like Brady, to me, didn't look right today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Ben's kind of what Ben is. Rivers led him back to a comeback win against the Oakland Raiders, you know, on the last drive of the game. But Rivers doesn't, you know, like the, these, there hasn't been like you just say, wow. I mean, when Rodgers went down today, you thought, now that changes the whole. The whole landscape of the NFC. You don't know who, I mean. It changes everything yeah. in the league and it changes who's going to be the MVP of the league. I, I don't know. Like Case Keenum. I think has really played well within himself for Sam Bradford. People say Sam Bradford may not come back this year. They say the injury may be worse than it really is. But I don't know if there is truly an MVP in the league. I just love that you just mentioned Case Keenum when we when we were talking about No, I was, talking about, I was talking about him as MVP. <laughs> no, I'm just I was saying, just like, happy you got brought up. That was like, great. Like, there's all sorts of these injuries going all over the league. I mean, quarterbacks are playing. I mean, like, you know, I mean, we watched the game tonight. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, Trevor Simeon's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. We saw the heist come in. He threw a Phil Negro knuckleball oh, and man. a check down. That was pretty, you know. And, and, and so there's so many bad quarterbacks. I mean, today, Bortles, literally, the, the Jaguars were doing everything in their power so Bortles wouldn't lose the game for him. Mm-hmm. And they would have won, except their special teams didn't show up. I mean, Jacksonville's approach is simply this. We're going to play good defense. We're going to be really good in the kicking game. We're going to run the ball. And we're going to make sure Bortles doesn't beat us, right? So they lose the kicking game. They play great defense against the Rams. The Rams throw for 150 yards today. That's all they did. They, you know, Goff has, the last three weeks, Goff has been back to being just a below-average quarterback. And then... And then they win the game because the Rams block a punt for a touchdown return. And Farrow Cooper. That was he, an unbelievable return from Farrow Cooper. Unbelievable. So South Carolina product. Great yeah, kid. there you go. And so they they make they make enough plays so that the Jacksonville Jaguars formula only works if you win two of the three phases. Mm-hmm. But that was painful. But the quarterbacking in the league is like, wow, there's some bad quarterbacks in this league. And that's probably going to be a narrative for this week. Let's go ahead and try to throw out some guessing uh, of what's going on. And one of the quarterbacks, obviously, we're going to talk about a lot about Aaron Rodgers and who is going to be his replacement. I mean, I know they're going to try to do the whole Hundley treatment where he's our guy, he's our backup, he's been in the system. But everyone is going to want to know, is Colin Kaepernick the guy? Is Tony Romo the guy? Is Brett Favre the guy? And where the hell was Matt Flynn? Can we get Matt Flynn back? <laughs> now, Matt Flynn's probably in Baton Rouge. He's probably just hanging Seneca out there. Wallace? Like, where's everyone at? Can <laughs> no, we find a quarterback? I, I think if you know the Packers the way Ted Thompson operates, he typically doesn't stray from his own roster. Mm-hmm. So he's never going to change that now, and especially not at quarterback. They got too short of a week. There's no way they're going to be able to do anything too quickly. They got to deal with the, the hand that's dealt with them. This is going to be the cold reality. What was that note you had before we got on about nine games about the Packers haven't played without Rodgers? And- yeah, so since 1992, the Green Bay Packers have played nine games in their franchise history without Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre. And life's going to get hard. Yeah. Brett Favre didn't miss any of those games. For, right. the, the Cal Ripken of football is not missing any of the football games. Right. That life's going to get hard. Packer fans are going to realize what life's like without a quarterback. They're going to be like Jacksonville fans. Like Jacksonville <laughs> fans are sitting there saying, if we just had a quarterback, mm-hmm. if we just – because they got a really good team. I mean, I mean, I'm telling you, Calais Campbell, he's one of the few free agents that, that the Jacksonville Jaguars are signed that just dominated the game today. He was unbelievable. And you would think, gosh, almighty, you, you know – I mean, Arizona misses them. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't talk about that game either. I mean, the Cardinals, talk about team not showing up. Jameis Winston gets hurt today. My man Ryan Fitzpatrick takes over, and they're down, what, 24 nothing before anybody sits down? 
the Bucks, the Bucks to me look like they got hard knocks headache. Mm-hmm. They look like they just read their press clippings. Cousin Sal said that people had hard knocks hard ons. So I, th- I think that's I think not- it's hard knock headaches. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about another one, another narrative that you had uh, that actually I wanted to throw out there, and that's the Raiders. The Raiders are not for real. I think a lot of people are going to come no. back with that um, and talk about that this week because people wanted them to be, you know, the crown jewel of the AFC, and you know, and pick has up anybody found Amari Cooper? Did, did he have any? What did he, did he have a catch today? Can you quickly look that up? I mean, like. I'm convinced Amari Cooper's in West Cape May. Well, he's he had in the almost a touchdown, program. and they, they threw the flag out for a defensive pass interference, and then they ended up picking it up because I swear to God, he didn't make enough of an effort to sell it. You know, <laughs> tell you uh, sometimes he's you in act. West Cape May. He's in West Cape May. He's <laughs> over there in the witness protection program. I mean, the, the Raiders are terrible on defense. I mean, I know they played, they held the, the Chargers to 17 points, but you know, I mean, when Rivers, who's got nothing, real, I mean, Rivers is fastball is hittable right now. I mm-hmm. mean, there's nothing on it. The Raiders just don't execute. Like, I don't know. I know they had problems this week with the smoke and the fires and all that, which disturbed their families and everything. But they just don't look like they execute with any precision or any, really. And then they make some strange calls. They go for it on fourth and two with a strange call. You know, they turn the ball over in the red zone. Everybody thinks Carr's back. I mean, I did the no no BS with me this week. And my man, Joel Solomon, brings in. He's got this Derek Carr. Have you seen this? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. It's brutal. He's got this Derek Carr commercial. He's oh, like yeah, a, when he's singing and doing the whole thing. In a jungle. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. who goes to a jungle to buy cars? Like, I don't get this. Like, yeah. like it was weird. Like I like the whole car selling cars angle you know it's like yeah i get that name. but yeah. i mean we could have done something i mean whoever that advertising <laughs> company is like i'm sorry i gotta go somewhere else like i'm not buying their product i mean that's like weird like come on man get something better than that and uh y- y- you know i just think the raiders have read their press clippings too much they think they're great they did nothing to help their defense and their offense just doesn't have enough consistency, enough execution. You know, you want them to be better than they are. They don't throw, they don't make plays down the field. Cooper's in West Cape May. We can't find him. Crabtree's the only guy on the Crabtree's outside. Crabtree's the only guy we got. We got yeah. Jared Cook. We signed him. We want him to be a player. We got all these guys about Cordell Patterson. We're trying to get him involved. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They get nobody involved. Yeah. When you got a lot of something, you got, as John Madden would say, when you got a lot of something, you got nothing. It's <laughs> a good line. Uh, what's another narrative that you had that stuck out to you this week? I think the Falcons, you know, look, the Falcons go Monday, Sunday night going up to New England. New England's lost two home games already. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that typically... Kept the road record alive, though. 11 road, straight on the road. 11 straight on the road, which is re- pretty remarkable. It's, well, they I got a great... second in, his, in their uh, They got a great history. call. They yeah. got a great call. I mean, I mean, they got a great call, let's be yeah. honest. Uh, th- this is going to be an interesting game because I didn't see the... I didn't see the Patriots get better on defense this week, mm-hmm. especially when they gave up 14 right away. It's going to be two teams really not playing their best. They're Super Bowl 51 recreated, but I don't think it's going to be recreated very much. I mean, both teams are not playing to the level that they need to play. It'll be interesting to see how New England handles playing at home with those fans are so used to winning if they can get this thing turned around. And it's a good opportunity for the Falcons to kind of get, you know, back on course and maybe get a little revenge and maybe that'll spark them and get them back. At it. But hey, the look, Super Bowl hangover is for real. I mean, a lot of people killed the Panthers last year for that, but it's just, it it's just for happens. real. I mean, look, Detroit, they got crushed today. I thought New Orleans would beat Detroit. I really did. Now I didn't think the game was going to, I've never seen a game like the Detroit New Orleans game because Every time that the opponent had the ball on their own one or two yard line, they turned it over for a touchdown mm-hmm. to the other team. I mean, the the Saints got 14 points 
off of turnovers by Stafford in it when he was in his own end zone. He throws an interception for a pick six, mm-hmm. and he throw and he fumbles the ball for for a touchdown. And then Drew Brees won't be denied. He throws. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you that it was a hell of a play by the, the I think it was Robinson, uh, Deshaun Robinson. I think it was that made a hell of a catch on the pass from uh, Brett uh, Drew Brees. So they did. You know, they barely beat Detroit in that game up there by an inch, right? I mean, Atlanta just hasn't looked the same. They really haven't. They struggled to beat, they struggled to beat Chicago in the opener. Chicago, Mike Lennon's throwing the ball in the end zone in the opener. Mm-hmm. I mean, Atlanta really hasn't played to the level. And then you could say the same thing about New England. New England has struggled. I mean, today they win. You know, they win 24-17. They beat the Jets, but that really wasn't like they ever they never had control of that game. And if you told someone at the beginning of the season that they were going to beat the Jets, you know, it was going to be that close of a game. I think a lot of Jets fans would have been pretty excited about that being in a close game. And yeah, now I, I they, think he, they've proven to be a legitimate team. Like to me, you, you like the one thing I, I will say, we, we started the, po- the podcast off with this is I've never seen a team so far this year that have been in complete control of the game. Like you just like Kansas City up until today was in control of every game. I think Philadelphia has been in control of most of the games that they've played. Like you can see they're in control of the game, but there's very few teams in the league that look like they're in control of the game. And let's talk about uh, getting in control of hiring. Have you tried to hire someone lately? I, I know, it's hard. You post to job boards and hope you'll find the right person for your job, but think about it. How often do you check job boards? For most people, it's a pretty occasional thing. But there is a place where people go daily to grow professionally and explore job opportunities. In fact, 70% of the U.S. workforce is there, and that's LinkedIn. You already know LinkedIn is the world's largest professional network. Well, it's also a better way to find great talent. Just ask any of the hundreds of thousands of businesses who posted to LinkedIn jobs over the past year. 22 million professionals view and apply to jobs on LinkedIn every week. And because LinkedIn considers skills, experiences, location, and more to match and promote your job to potential candidates, businesses rate LinkedIn jobs 40%. That's right, 40% higher than job boards at delivering quality candidates. A business is only as strong as its people and every hire matters. You know that, of course, with the Cleveland Browns of Arquivius Mingo. So don't settle for posting and hoping the right person will find your role and apply. Go to linkedin.com slash NFL and get $50 credit toward your first job post. That's LinkedIn dot com slash NFL for your $50 credit today. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Lombardi, this is one of my favorite segments. This one I get to pick your brain a little bit and I ask you if you were sitting in the chair of a GM, what's the move? A lot of you know, most people we've already t- touched on the Packers. What's the move? That's that's already been taken care of. Right, and right now it's going to be Hundley. But let's talk about the Cleveland Browns and their quarterback situation. We've got Kevin Hogan and that was really bad. Yeah, he threw three picks today. It and was could have been way more. Guy. And he yeah. threw some balls that I, I swear to God, I wasn't sure he was throwing it to. <laughs> Like I really don't. I mean, I, I, I mean, I was looking around like, who was he throwing? It I to? think Chris Hogan might be a better quarterback than Kevin. I, I think Hogan. he might be. I know Tarek Lin, Tarek Cohen's a better quarterback. I know that. <laughs> I mean, Cleveland has no move. They got to go back to Kaiser. I yeah. mean, this is a comedy in Cleveland. I mean, then after the game, did you see where Deshaun Watson said he got a text from Hugh Jackson saying that Hugh texted him saying, you know, sit tight, you know, we're we're interested, yeah, and then all of a sudden they don't they trade the pick. And then Hugh says, I never text him. Like, Deshaun Watson's going to lie about it, getting a text from Hugh Jackson? Come on now. I mean, that's real. that was bad. I mean, and Kevin Hogan, look, let's just put things in perspective here. Trevor Simeon's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't care if he starts for the Broncos. He typically plays bad on the road. He played bad at home tonight. Mm-hmm. He's not going to hold up all season. He doesn't have an NFL body. Kevin Hogan is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Cleveland, I it, no, it ain't going to change. Like, really – one thing you got to know, when Andy Reid, who knows something about quarterbacks, when he cuts a quarterback, 
you should say to yourself, wait a minute, something's wrong here. Like, like just let him, he's had the kid in camp. He's evaluated the kid. If he thought the kid had anything ability wise, he would have kept him. Mm-hmm. Obviously he drafted Mahomes after he cut him. He drafted him in the fifth round. He liked him. He thought he could change him. He couldn't. He watched him. If you watch Kevin Hogan's throw in motion, you know he can't throw. It's like he's throwing a goddamn javelin. And a guy that may not be watching him throw is Sashi Brown, and that is the guy that's in charge of personnel. And that wow. that leads us to our award. Time to go on the lamb, and that's the Cleveland Browns front office. Well, they should go on the lamb. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know how they can justify. Last week there was a report out that you know they liked Wentz. They're on record as saying Wentz was not a top twenty quarterback in the league. Okay, that's why they traded him. All right, everybody bought that hook, line, and sinker, now they got to eat it, right? They're, they're quoted as saying it. And then this Deshaun Watson thing. I mean, he changes the franchise. You know, it's like I used to say all the time, the NFL, the league will give you a chance to, to be good. You just got to take advantage of it. You got to be smart enough to take advantage of it. They clearly weren't. I mean, they should, I mean, I don't know who's doing the analytics in Cleveland. I do know. But like they shouldn't listen to him anymore because when it comes to quarterbacks, the analytics don't know. Yeah, and then they also came out. So there was a report that leaked from uh... – I think it was pro football talk that came out that said the the Browns were looking for a new regime in the front office. They were putting feelers out to guys. But, I mean, is that even the fix? I no. Mean, yeah, what, what Jimmy Haslam has to? one move to make. He yeah. has one move. He's got billions. He just, I mean, Berkshire Hathaway just bought Pilot Flying J from him. He's got more money than God, right? He's got one move to make. He goes and tries to get Urban Meyer from Ohio State to become the Browns head coach. He goes to North Alabama and tries to get Nick Saban to be the Browns head coach. He goes to Michigan and tries to get Jim Harbaugh to be the Browns. He has to go somewhere and get a marquee name. He goes down to Tampa and tries to talk John Gruden to become. He has one move and one move only. It's to get. He's not going to be able to bring in some up inspiring general manager and say, "Okay, now you hire a coach and we're going to turn this around." No, no. He's going to have to hire credibility. He has to hire. He doesn't have any credibility now. He's got to go hire credibility. Okay, and that's the only chance he has is to t- open up his pocketbook and say, "You know what? I'm going to go down. I'm going to go try to talk this guy into becoming the head coach." That problem with that theory is there's not a lot of guys you can go make that offer to. And and who are those guys? I mean, is there even a chance where like a how Tom Coughlin is in Jacksonville, where you get a former head coach like a Bill Cowher and but you put him in position? That doesn't, that doesn't even do work. That doesn't work. I mean, that can't work. I mean, he's had Mike Holmgren there. He's had you know like the, the, we've seen Phil Jackson run the Knicks and the triangle offense from the front <laughs> office. Like it, it don't it don't work. Okay, football's the same way. You got to have your boots on the ground. And the coach has got to be in charge of everything. Just like when Jerry Jones took over the Cowboys, he went and gave it all to Jimmy. Said, Jimmy, you run it. That's that's what Haslam has to do. He's got one move and one move only. The head coach is in control of everything. Period. End of story. Don't, don't listen to Sashi Brown, Paul DePodesto, nice guy, go back to baseball, whatever you want to do. It's it's just like absurd. So this whole thing where they're thinking about replacing the front office, what coach are they going to get to go there with a the new front office? Yeah, and it's also illuminated when you mentioned the Hugh Jackson text. I mean, it could be true that Hugh Jackson did want Deshaun Watson, but that's not what the front office wanted. So those are two oh, they, different. They, yeah. they laughed at Deshaun Watson. They, their numbers said he was terrible. They laughed at that. They thought it was a joke. They wouldn't. Have, they would have taken him this week when the report came out. They would have taken him at all. Speaking of not taking him, I'll take you one more. How about the 49ers? They benched today Brian Hoyer, who's mm-hmm. played horribly. I've been a Brian Hoyer fan, but he deserved to get benched. Okay, when Brian Hoyer has the pressure on him, he feels that he squeezes it. It ain't good. They put C.J. Beathard in the game. Like, here's a team, because John Lynch is popular with the media, here's a team that gets no crap for not taking Deshaun Watson. 
Like, how do they not take Deshaun Watson? He's the perfect quarterback for for what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. He's the mm-hmm. perfect he's the perfect guy to run the outside zone. He can throw the ball. He can move. He can do all the things Kyle wants him to do. And he's getting off. They picked Solomon Thomas, who I haven't seen near the quarterback. Have you seen him near the quarterback no, at, not all? at all? Yeah, that that gets back to my whole Stanford point about all these guys getting all the credit out of there, and you know, well, maybe they're not smart. Up. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're we know smart that from the clapper. The, yeah. We know it's that like from the Trevor Simeon at Northwestern. I'm not sure he's playing quarterback. We didn't go to Northwestern. Well, that's because he's smart. You know, when you go to like if you go to, <laughs> or maybe like a Princeton guy, if you went to Princeton, like the clapper, clapper. <laughs> like the clapper, you become a star. I mean, really, at the forty, if you're a forty nine er fan, could you imagine? Like now, you have to go in there. You're zero and six. Like, you need a quarterback. Like, we just – and watching this guy play, like, the 49ers, because everybody's picking on the Browns, well-deserved. Mm-hmm. But nobody's picking on the 49ers for not picking Watson. Like, nobody's picking on the 49ers for not picking Mitchell Trubisky. You know, they picked C.J. Beathard, who threw a couple ducks today. But he you can see he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Everything I th- everything is going to be on paying Kirk Cousins. That's great because now all of a sudden you got to pay him thirty million a year. You got to, you know, I know you got a bunch of money, but to me, I think they deserve a lot of crap. Yeah, they played their future quarterback today. It was the weird thing after the game where it seemed like Shanahan and the whole 49ers contingency they wanted to give all the credit to Kirk Cousins, how great of a game he played. They, he did so oh, great. Oh, boy, Jay. <laughs> Jay Gruden gets in there and he's like, we could have been a lot better. We needed more from the quarterback position. Thought we left some things out there on the field. He's the best. He, he, can't, he can't give Kirk Cousins a break. It's amazing. I bet you if we could tape record, if we could get Jay Edgar Hoover over to Kirk Cousins' house and bug it just to hear him talking about Jay Gruden behind the scenes. Oh, like, can amazing. you believe that asshole ripped me again today? Can you believe what he's saying? And then when he goes and meets the media, well, you know, Jay and I are friends, you know, like – just, oh, I would I would pay to hear that. I would pay to because Jay has no problem just putting the blame on somebody well, it's else. A, it's the worst lame We're the only situation. people that talked about him blowing the blowing the Kansas City game. You and I are the only people. Everybody else that just goes, you know, did I mention Andy Reid called timeout with 205 today? I, I swear my next book is going to be why coaches call timeout at 205. Well, I think he tried to one-up Doug Peterson who did of it with course. 203 uh, this past weekend so or on Thursday night. So it makes yeah. sense. Uh, next up, we have the the Fred Palermo Award. Not the Tony Palermo Award. We're trying no, to get no, there. No, no, Tony P. Not not Tony P this week, but uh, I, I think best Pits- game plan. Pittsburgh had the best game plan. Yeah. This is it. Pittsburgh, this is who they are. Like, we are back to where when Chuck Knoll coached the team, when Cower coached the team, when Barry Foster was a running back, when, you know, Neil O'Donnell, like Ben Roethlisberger is Neil O'Donnell right now. That's what he is. Just Mm -hmm. don't think he's Big Ben. He's Neil O'Donnell. We're going to run the ball. We're going to play good defense. We're going to be able to control the pace of the game, and we're going to go like that. I think Fred would be very proud of the simple game plan they ran against Kansas City, and they ran it effectively. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Next up, we have the KGB Award. Who got got, got, got cooked this week? I think Denver got cooked. Yeah. I, I think my man McAdoo, oh, he put one on. <laughs> when, that hair when back. McAdoo puts one on you, you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. You're in a lot of trouble. But McAdoo put one on him today. I mean, really, they, they, they I mean, Denver coming off a bye, everything's good, mile high. Yeah. You know, Marijuana, McAdoo's in the mile high club after yeah, that one. That was fun. Exactly. Marijuana's legal. We got all, <laughs> you know, everything's cool in Denver, man. They got, they got duped today. I mean, like, if you're Denver, you got Paxton Lynch sitting on the bench, the heist makes an appearance. I mean, they got duped today. Yeah. I mean, really. I, I didn't see Von Miller. I, I think, I really think that, uh, you know, I, I was wondering where Von Miller was tonight, but Justin Pugh played really good in the game. He played out the right tackle. He played really good. 
So give hey, hats off to, to the Giants. They finally won a game and they beat Denver, who I thought was a good team. Yeah. And Janoris Jenkins. I loved I've always loved Janoris Jenkins, even when he was back in college. So it was great to see him have that pick six. Yeah, yeah. Well, was, what college did you like him at? Northern Alabama? Yeah. Or did you like him at Florida? Which one did you like him at? I liked him at both. Oh, okay. I loved him on the Rams. It was a, it's okay. been a fun ride with Janoris Jenkins. You have Jenkins. his jersey from yeah, Northern Alabama. I do Alabama. have a Rams Janoris Jenkins jersey. Do you really? Yeah, I, you should have wore it today. Yeah, I, I might wear it. You should get his Northern. Did he even play at Northern Alabama? I don't even know if he was on the team. I think they just knew that he was going to come out to the NFL uh, at some okay. point, yeah, right, which yeah. is always fun. Um, next up, time to get made. We said Melvin Gordon, right? It's got to be the guy. I mean, he was great today. Mm-hmm. He beat the Raiders. He was really good. I mean, he he was he when they at the end of the game when they needed him to make a play, he made a play. Fourth down, catches a pass out in the flat. I think Melvin Gordon has helped save this franchise a little bit. They got two wins now. Hey, look. They're a little bit unlucky. Like Atlanta's been lucky. Mm-hmm. They've been a little bit unlucky. If they would have not gone with that field goal kicker in the beginning of the season, they could be easily be three and three right now. You know, the, maybe they even could be, you know, four and two, but they're two and four. They're playing good football. They got Denver this week. We'll see. Yeah, it was good for Nick Novak to come in and get that game winner. I mean, anybody could have made that one. I mean, that was right in front of us. Like, it was a gimme putt right there. They're also calling Melvin Gordon Air Gordon after all these, like, him. Hey, he's jump- jumping over the pile. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. a pretty impressive how he does it. Pretty yep. good. And we're going to do uh, Can't Kel- Can't Tell My Courage for My Desperation. And that's in honor of Bruce, you yeah, know, who was on Broadway this week. Which uh, tickets are going for like two thousand dollars? Just in case you want to go see Bruce and Patty oh, sing a song. I think the Chargers had a great. I think the Chargers were courageous today. But I like what the Rams did today. The Rams, you know, Sean McVay. I thought he did a nice job of of watching Pittsburgh's game plan and not falling trapped to that. And he ran the ball really effectively. Got help from his kicking game. He didn't try to force Jared Goff on him. Goff made a couple throws through for 124 yards. Didn't really do much today, but Gurley did all the damage, which is how you got to play Jacksonville. You're not if you get in a passing game against Jacksonville, they're going to beat you. But if you try to control the ball, they won't. I, I give a, a lot of courage to, to what uh, the, the the Rams did. I will say this too, Leonard Fournette. I, I've great. always been a little skeptical of him at LSU. I just never thought he really sold out, but he is been everything that's been advertised right now. That 75 yard run today. Was I mean, amazing. he's great, but you know they should have drafted. They should have drafted a quarterback too because it's really painful to watch Bortles. It's really painful to watch him. I mean, when he goes back to pass, everybody in the stadium holds their breath because they think he's going to throw it to the other team. I mean, really, they should have him go down for an eye exam because I'm not sure he can tell the different colors from the jerseys. Like, I don't know if he knows that the Rams were in blue today and uh, you know I mean I don't think he gets it like, <laughs> yeah. I, like I think they should do like one of those eye tests over his eye it was bad I mean it, it, like there was some really bad quarterbacking today we should get like some kids to do a science fair experiment they do like the dogs and see if they're colorblind we can do that with Blake Bortles too but there's no hope for you if you're Jacksonville you have no hope <laughs> yeah you have no hope you have to play the perfect game it's like you can't you can't make a mistake with that and look if they give this guy 19 million dollars okay here's the here's the funny thing just hypothetically say they keep him on the team for $19 million, the 13 teams that need quarterbacks wouldn't be interested in him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a fact. I mean, but yeah, you, so how could you pay him $19 million? Anyway, that's why I've beaten up well, Blake Bortles. Kirk Cousins long. made a lot of money, too. I can't so, wait yeah. for the Blake Bortles tweet. You know, the fake, have you seen this fake? Yeah, uh, fake Blake Bortles. Oh, or he's whatever. the best. Yeah. This guy's the best. How many touchdowns will Blake throw for today? It's great. <laughs> With, I'm, I'm just happy for Blake Bortles. I feel like he's made himself known. I mean, to be such a bad quarterback, at least he's not like a joke. Like, well, that's because he's got Caldwell defending him on yeah. every turn. Of course. Why? Why Why not? I mean, it's Blake Bortles. He's, he's a lot of fun for everyone. All right, final one. If you don't know, now you know. Um, I don't know. You don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know if our true I enemy has yet know. to re reveal go. itself. I truly don't know who the best team in the league is. I don't want to hear, oh, it's a Philly. You know, I, if you want to say it's Philly, Washington beats Philly next week, then what are we going to talk about? Like, I think this is going to come down to after Thanksgiving, who's ever the healthiest, because who could have predicted Green Bay was going to lose their quarterback, especially a quarterback who can pretty much stay out of trouble with his foot quickness. I don't know. This is a this league's upside down right now. It really is. Especially the NFC. I just going into this this well, weekend, uh, when you start with the Thursday night game with the Eagles and the Panthers and the Packers, there's so many teams that you thought were all at the top. And then with Aaron Rodgers going down, we've seen the Cowboys are not, you know, who we thought they could be at the start of the season. No. I mean, it's basically the whole NFC. Well, the Cowboys don't they're not gonna have I mean the Clapper's not gonna have Zeke for six games. And you think he's gonna win any of those games? He's gonna go two and four. <laughs> he's gonna be four and seven when he comes out of that. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a weird spot to be in the NFL. We're just so used to having. I think it's almost like a dynastic thing with the Patriots. We were used to having and a team not that even you can point good. to. Yeah, I mean, they're not any good. I mean, they'd be the first to tell you they're not any good. I mean, they won their four and two, but they you know, but they can't get control of the game. I mean, they couldn't get control of the Jet game. The Jets had more control of that game than they did. I mean, if McCowan would have protected the ball at the end of the half and they could have gone in fourteen to seven, it would have been a different story. But they didn't. You know, if it you know that's what uh, that's what happens. But I don't think we really know who the best teams are. I, I know everybody has their power rankings this week. That's a waste of time looking at those. Really, that's a waste of time. It really is. Save your time, folks. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday with another edition of DM Street on the Ringer Podcast Network. Thank you, Mr. Michael Buddy. Thanks, Dave Fraser. Thanks again to LinkedIn, the best place to find great talent for your hiring needs. Businesses rate LinkedIn 40% higher than job boards at delivering quality candidates. Go to linkedin.com slash NFL for a $50 credit toward your first job post. LinkedIn.com slash NFL. Terms and conditions apply.